Some say it's never too late. I say it's never too early. Your one month old, your newborn mm -hmm. is communicating. They communicate right from birth. As babies bloom, families blossom, and I would love to help your family. Hey ladies, welcome back to another episode of B3 Boss Babies and Thoughts. While I talk about all things motherhood, entrepreneurial, and how to have fun with everything in between. I'm your host, Jessica with a Y, and I cannot wait to dive into today's topic. So make sure to grab your favorite cocktail, sit back, relax, and unwind. Let's have some fun. Welcome to today's episode of B3 Boss Babies and Bottles. Today's special guest is Miss Michelle Mintz, and she is the personal baby bloomer for Baby Blooming Moments. She's a telecoach that or she telecoaches those people that are raising babies and toddlers to apply her proactive strategies during their everyday routines to help enhance those amazing and very important baby connections, encourage communication, and enrich early attachments with your babies. So many factors, as we all know, influence baby development, but how you interact with your baby and toddlers has the most significant impact. So Michelle helps us turn those everyday experiences into brighter beginnings. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you. And I love the title of your show. It's so adorable. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yes. As you say, I'm into, I'm into creativity of the titles. So, you know, we work together well. <laughs> yeah, I all, all, all about the bees. Um, yeah, it was my sister and my best friend and me with a lot of champagne. And it was great. Yeah. It was a good night. <laughs> good. Yeah, I love alliteration when they, uh, when they all do bees. So, yeah. Yep. That's, good. That's great. So, um, I guess let's just start off. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Absolutely. I would love to. My name is Michelle Mintz. I am the personal baby bloomer for Baby Blooming Moments, which is a company that I've created so that I can help all parents or grandparents, nannies, dads. A lot of dads don't know what to do with these real little ones when they're just born and what, you know, a three-month-old. What, what could I possibly do with a three-month-old? There's so much that you can be doing to engage with them and have that interaction and get that reactions back from them. And at the same time, it helps their brain connections. Yeah. So I've been a speech and language therapist for 25 years. And so I've worked with specializing with families birth to five helping their families with um, children who have been diagnosed with some sort of speech delay or autism or something like that. So I've created my strategies to help them with their language development and communication. And what I discovered is that my strategies weren't beneficial for only children with delays. They're really for all children. They're all babies and toddlers. As we may or may not know, a lot of us that scientific research has shown that the first three to five years are the most crucial and critical for forming brain development and brain neurons mm -hmm. that haven't been stimulated yet. And they're stimulated by the experiences that they have. And so we wanna make those experiences the most enriching that, that we can. And so my strategies are for grandparents who maybe have some ideas of how they used to read and play when their children were young, but now, I'm going to teach you, I want you to play and I want you to read and I want you to talk with them, but my strategies help 
in how you play and talk to make the most of those times together the most enriching that they can be and help these brain connections form. My Baby Blooming Moments company is for, for everyone who, um, daycare providers, preschool teachers, helping moms to help siblings so that they know what to do. And it's not just about the three-year-old, how, oh, can you be a helper and go get the diaper for the newborn? You know, that's lovely. And that makes the child feel like a helper, but that really doesn't help the child connect with the baby. Yeah. And that's what we want a lot of, you know, so the, so the child, the three-year-old or the two-year-old doesn't feel left out. Mm-hmm. So helping the sibling know what they can do and how to apply these simple strategies so they can feel connected with their new sibling as well. Okay. That's awesome. So, I mean, obviously, of course, I posed the question having, you know, four month olds, what should I be doing with my little babies? (laughs) (laughs) What could we possibly be doing with such a young baby that, that would make a difference. Yeah. I mean, okay. So they interact with me. I communicate with them. I talk to them um, and only Spanish. Cause that's all we talk to our little one in for right sure. now. You but know. I love that you know that you're talking and that you use the word communicating yeah. because a four month old, we wouldn't really say is talking, yeah. you know, maybe you're hearing some babbling sounds or you're hearing some cooing sounds, but your baby is your four-month-old is communicating. And that's the key. Communicating is the key to connecting. Connecting with other people and as well as making those brain connections. Mm-hmm. So communicating is key. So that's so great that you already know that there is communication going on. Some people think how, how a two, four-month-old, they are not talking so they can't communicate. It's very important to know they are communicating and watching for what that communication is Mm -hmm. and so that you can know how to respond appropriately. So maybe that communication from a four-month-old is that they give you a big smile when you bring the bottle nearby, okay? They know they're going to get fed, they're hungry. That reaction is a smile. So what they've done is they've communicated to you that they understand they're getting fed. They've communicated to you their feeling that they're happy about it. Mm -hmm. And so now what I would want that next step to be Mm -hmm. is make sure you put that in words so that your child isn't just experiencing that feeling, but that they're healing. You see the bottle. You look at how happy you are. Alex is so happy. You have a smile because you're going to get fed. Mm -hmm. And so that you use words to be describing the feelings Mm -hmm. so that they start to attach those labels and those words, even at four months. Now, we're not going to expect them to be able to spit that out to you. But if you use it sooner rather than waiting till, oh, they're not going to understand. So I'm not going to even use those words till eight or nine months. You're delaying them listening to those words. So you will get the imitation of the repetition sooner if you use those words sooner. Yeah. I had no idea that that was a thing, but I do that. Um, great. Specifically with my daughter, hilarious story. Four months, right? You would think like, how does she know? She's a clock. She knows exactly what time it is. So when, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to her nighttime sleep, like she doesn't play 
she's sleeping beauty and like if she doesn't get her sleep like she's not a happy camper how lucky for you yeah yeah i know no she's great but because I that means awesome. because that means you get to get your beauty sleep too so um Twins. lucky yes one that sleeps one that doesn't sleep oh uh, okay <laughs> but still you know i got one at least i can put one down and then i'm i'm only with one <laughs> right she like gets into her mood and she starts to cry and I tell my husband, I'm like, okay, it's nighttime routine time. Like, that's it. She's Love routine. Thing. Good. So I put her down and I'm like, it's jam. As soon as I even say like, she could be crying. She's not really crying. She's, she knows how to fake cry. Like, yeah. Yeah. Four month old could fake cry, but yeah, my yeah. daughter can. And so she's like doing her fake cry. And then I go, okay, Ariela, it's time for jammies time. All of a sudden she stops. Isn't that interesting? I'm like, how does she know? But it's okay. And I'm like, she stops. She knows I'm going to lay her down. She knows I'm going to get her ready. And all of a sudden she is the happiest baby all over again. That's and so awesome. That's an, ex that's an incredible example because how does she know? She knows because you have said to her multiple times before and you've repeated because they learn by repetition. It's jammy time. It's jammy time. And so, and you've mentioned routine. Yeah. So you're, you're on top of it, girl, because routine is so important. <laughs> Morning routines, <laughs> after, you know, nighttime routines, and not everybody has routines. And it makes life very difficult with a baby who isn't on a routine. Mm -hmm. So because you have a routine, your four-month-old begins to anticipate what's coming next. And that's very calming mm -hmm. because guess what? We have organizers or, or our phones and calendars, so we know what's coming next in our day because that makes us feel calmer. Sure. It's the same thing with a baby yeah. when they know what's coming next. And so what you've done is you've not only done the action of doing the jammies, but clearly you've said the word, which is yeah. so beautiful, is that not only were you doing the actions, that you were applying the language to it, so right. that then when it came to be, that you didn't even have to do the action, and you just said the word jammies, your daughter knows what that means, yeah. and so that's showing receptive, her understanding of your words is there, and I love how lucky, again, you are, that just by saying jammies can get her into, like, her moment to go into, you know, I mean, that's really, really great. That's great. I um, had no idea that was a thing, but yeah, she, she loves it. I'm like, ah, it's jammies time, and she's like, oh, good. Mom has me. It's jam because she knows that her dad doesn't do jammies. She knows that I do jammies. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so but, yeah, but what fascinates me is that then she knows your words. Mm-hmm right? At four, at four months old, who, who would really think that a four month old could understand a phrase like that and what that means, but you've just proven it. Yeah. So some say it's never too late. I say it's never too early. Yeah. I, I look at that at four months old. I, yeah. I hate using the word manipulator because she's just more on her father than on me, but she, I'm telling you, she cries with no tears. She knows how to get some to commute. That's her way of communicating. Come pick me up come take care of me, uh -huh. you know what I mean? And that's just her way. And like, we know, you know, like that's just who she is. Versus so that brings me into another example of what I would want to do. So she's yeah. not really, what she's doing is she's crying for attention. Mm -hmm. She's crying because she wants you. She's not yeah. crying because she's hurt or she's not really crying because she's sad. Mm -hmm. So the reason or the need for her cry is to call you. And the way that she's communicating is by crying because she doesn't have too much else right now. Mm -hmm. So what I would, what I would strategize and, and give you, you know, my strategy to do is yeah. what would be the words that she would use if she would, if she could, she would say, mama, 
to get your attention instead of crying. Mm -hmm. So I would start with, oh, um, whatever your daughter's name is, I like to say, so, you know, we're going to, you don't have to announce it if you want to, but let's say it's Lindsay. Okay. Oh, no, um, Ariella. It's fine. Everybody knows my kids' names. <laughs> say it again. Ariella. Ariella. Oh, beautiful. Okay. So the, what I like to do is um, as she's kind of doing that fake cry, oh, Ariella says, mama, you're wanting mama. Ariella says, mama. Okay. So she's not at four months old going to go mama like that. Okay. But again, the more you do that and you mm -hmm. give her the right word at the right time, mm -hmm. one word yeah. of what she needs, maybe it's look or, you know, but I'd like to start with mama because that really is getting your attention. Yeah. Then maybe by six months old or in a month, you might hear ma, you know, you might hear an approximation to it. Yeah, I'm so excited you know, for them to say it. And then I know that when they start saying it, I'm going to regret every second that I talk. <laughs> that's what happens. Okay? When, when people come to me, like, yeah, when people come to me and I, and I coach them or I work with them as a speech therapist, we've been working for a while and we build up their words. Mm -hmm. Then they come and they say, okay, now my child won't be quiet. And I said, well, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I keep telling them, I, I'm the one that sits there and I've taught them how to say, ah, you know, which wasn't really too, too difficult, but now they say it very often. So when they look at me sometimes and they want my attention, they actually do go, ah. Oh, okay. So then I'm trying to teach them. I'm like, ah, ah. So that they learn to say mama or papa, right? Okay, right. Like, I'm like going through these things and my husband's like, I don't think they're like old enough to talk yet. I'm like, well, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to get them to say it. And he's like, are you sure you want that? And then I thought about it. I was like, yeah, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are. I'm teaching them anyway. <laughs> so that's, that's funny. true. Those are natural things. I feel like that came to me that I figured would be great. And here you I are. I love that it's natural. I love that that's natural for you. And that, and that, yeah. So, you know, if you decide that, yeah, maybe I don't want them calling me, but yes, <laughs> go, go with that because that is what we would want. But I don't want it just to be the, um, although a vowel would be first, but mm is one of an earlier sound. So the only thing that I would slightly change on that is not because you don't want, because you almost then you're teaching her and then you need to reteach her mama, you know? So why start an extra step? So go with that, but do ma or, you know, mama still. Yeah. Okay. But very good. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> All right. So then, I mean, so obviously I have babies, babies, and I have, you know, lots of different moms with different ages, but I guess tell us a little bit more about what you would do with toddlers, because we've talked a little bit about obviously infants at this point. Sure. So um, with toddlers, and again, toddlers can be, and, and even infants or babies, they can be, uh, there's ranges of different levels. And so when you're saying toddlers, in my head, I'm thinking maybe you're talking about like maybe a two-year-old or something like that, mm -hmm. um, you know, between one and two, and maybe they have, you know, a nice handful of vocabulary or, um, or that's what we want to do is we want to build up their vocabulary. So similar to what you're doing with the four-month-old mm -hmm. is you're going to label, you're going to make sure that you're naming everything, cow, horse. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, look, I'm drink. <laughs> I don't know why I'm showing you. <laughs> I, forget that I'm, I forget that I'm on podcast and not on, on live. Right. So anyways, I was holding up a cow and naming cow. So naming things, modeling how you would put two words together. So maybe your, your toddler says more and you can teach them then more ball or more bubbles so that you're, you know, teaching them um, how to do two words together. I do a lot of focus on eye contact. We want eye contact with a four-month-old, with a nine-month-old, with a one-year-old, with a two-year-old. 
One of my great strategies for eye contact is that you actually hold the object, and that is what I'm going to be showing you right now. You hold the object up by your eyes, and that way you're more likely to get eye contact. So instead of holding the cow out by my side, which I'm doing now, that's where the child's eyes or baby's eyes are gonna go. I'm gonna bring whatever the object is. It could be a bottle, it could be a ball. If you bring it by your eyes, you're much more likely to get that eye contact. And that's what we want a lot of because that's an important skill, pre-verbal skill of having a conversation and being able to pay attention to somebody. So that's- There's a lot of little kids you talk to. I just realized that they're like talking to you and they're looking at something else and you're like, hey, look at me. Right. Um, and, and, our tendency is, and our tendency is to want to say, look at me or look at me when I'm talking to you. Yeah. And guess what? If you keep saying that, that's, that's just not going to mean anything anymore. Mm -hmm. So rather than doing that, my little strategy is whatever they want, their eyes are going to be on. So just bring it towards your eyes and then automatically you've got them looking at your eyes. Yeah. Another strategy you can use if they aren't looking at you is you can say, where are my eyes? And then they go to look at your eyes. You can say, oh, no, I like to see your eyes. I like when you're talking to me and I see your eyes. So using those kinds of strategies instead of a direct command yeah. of look at me. Mm -hmm. um, it's around. Circumventing what you want. I like it. Yes. yes. That's like super cool stuff. I, I never even thought about it. And I mean, thinking about like speech therapist, uh, my son was in the NICU and one of, and he wouldn't eat. And so one of the things they gave us was a speech therapist, which I did not understand why. Cause I'm like, my kid is days old. Why do I need a speech therapist? Yep. But the speech therapist was actually the one who taught him how to eat. And it was crazy. She's like, this is, she taught him how to eat. It's, it's her name was Jennifer. She was so sweet and she was great. And she, she taught him how to eat. She taught us how to feed him, yes. which was scary because we're taking this tiny baby. My son weighed four, one, when he was born, he went down yes. to three, nine, so we're taking down this, taking this four pounds of nothing to my house. And I'm just like, what if he doesn't eat when I take him home? Uh -huh. And she literally walked us through it for like two days before we took him home and, and, and him and just the whole thing. And I'm just like, why speech therapist? But as a speech therapist, you guys do so much more than just speech. We do. So it's speech therapy covers a lot of different areas. Yeah. And I work with children as a speech therapist. I actually also work with adults. And so I work with adults who've had strokes or head injuries because mm. it affects their thinking skills. It affects their speech. It affects yeah. their swallowing. So what you're talking about is feeding and eating yeah. and swallowing. So that is a lot of things that speech therapists do. However, I want to be very clear with my baby blooming moments company. Mm. I'm not acting as a, I'm not a speech therapist. I'm a coach. Okay. And so I'm coaching these strategies. My background is a speech therapist, but this is a new company that I have. Mm because as a speech therapist, I really only work with children who are having difficulties that have been referred to me because there's an issue. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I limited, it was limited on who I could help. Mm -hmm. I don't wanna be limited, I wanna help everybody. Yep. So I created baby blooming moments mm -hmm. so that I'm not limited in just those that, that are having difficulty. So that's where you say, what is a one month old need speech therapy for, or might need a coach to help with speech. That's where it's not about speech, it's about communication. Yeah. Because your one month old, your newborn, as yeah. you see your four month old mm -hmm. is communicating. They communicate right from birth. They do. With smiles, with eye contact. I have an incredibly wonderful video 
on the homepage of my website, babyblooming.moments.com. Yeah, which that shows at the bottom for everyone for sure. Thank you. Which shows uh, right on my homepage, which shows um, a newborn that can turn their head towards their mom's voice because they recognize the voice from in the womb. Awesome. And another one where the newborn looks up and smiles at his father. It's a little or a newborn from the NICU that he's, he's there. So it is the most incredible videos. They blow me away. They are communicating right from birth. And that from, for us to understand what is that communication, how to watch for that communication, mm -hmm. how to make sure that we're communicating back properly because they're not understanding a lot of words or any words at that point, but they do understand facial expressions and body language and nonverbal communication. Mm -hmm. And so that's how we need to be communicating with them when they're really, really young. Mm -hmm. So we have to use great verbal express, you know, facial expressions and body language. I'm constantly opening my eyes wide and have big smiles mm -hmm. because that is how their communication is. And that's how we engage and interact and get their focus, which yeah. is what they need during those first few years. Of course. Yeah. No, and I, what I was saying was my husband always asked me, he's like, how, do you think they know it's us? And I'm like, they totally know who we are. Like me, for sure, when they were first born. Yes. Um, my voice, my scent, all of that. And Absolutely. then, of course, now him. They know who he is. Of course they know. They, he passes by and they, they know exactly who he is. They're making noises so that they will pay, so he will pay attention to them. <laughs> right, they're they communicating. Yeah, yeah, that's how, yeah, they're, exactly that's how they're him. communicating to him. So right. That's, that's super, <clears throat> super. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I love that. So what are some of your top tips for moms? So um, that kind of goes along with what I was going to say is that they will recognize your voice and, your, um, and the father's voice right from birth, but only if you've talked to them when they're in the womb and you're pregnant. Yeah. And so that's important. If you're a quiet person and they don't hear you talking, they won't necessarily recognize your voice because they haven't been exposed to it. So my number one tip, my number one strategy right from birth is that you, right from pregnancy, let's start back there, okay? Yeah is that you need to be talking. It's great if you put headphones on and they listen to music, but they need to know your voice. And the only way to do that is to talk to them, sing to them, mm -hmm. tell them what you're doing all the time. Just talk. Mommy's washing the dishes. Oh, I can't wait for you to come out and you can see mommy washing the dishes and I'm making the bed. Mm -hmm. Talk your way through your day. Yeah. Um, I read somewhere, which is I think why I do that with my kids. I talk through the whole day, now when they're here. When I was pregnant, I mean, I'm pretty sure I was just talking and singing for myself, but we can call that it was for them. Um, yeah, well. <laughs> but um, even now I'm just like, okay, we're gonna go ahead and change your diaper now. And cause you have to be dry, you have to be clean, you know, right. you can't stay like that, you know, so things like that. So- Very um, good, very good. So it seems to really come a lot natural to you or it's, it's, it's what you read yeah. or what you hear. I think I read that somewhere though too. Somebody was like, narrate sure. your day, you know, that's how right. they learn. Right, I find a lot of people that I've worked with in my speech therapy practice yeah. and even through my baby blooming moments as I coach, mm -hmm. um, it doesn't come natural for most people. I know it's, it's, it, it, it becomes surprising to me because it's, it's, it, it does, it seems kind of sometimes obvious. Oh, well, of course you would do that. Well, you I guess know. they think the but, baby doesn't understand, so why do it? 
Sure. Oh, that's the only right. thing I can think of. Right. But, I mean, yeah. I talk to them all the time, but maybe because I'm here by myself with them. So I'm just like, who else? That could be. To? I also can tell, which is great, that you're a talker. I mean, you're just a natural <laughs> talker. Okay. Which is great, which, which helps. But some people that I work with, they're not. They're quiet. Yeah. And yeah. so they don't realize, and especially like maybe if their spouse is gone all day and they're just really home all day, they don't realize that they're how quiet they are and mm -hmm. if there hasn't been a need to talk to somebody else all day but now you have this little body inside of you that you do need to be talking and singing and and doing that so it starts you know very early and it doesn't stop so yeah. once they're out <laughs> once you have them <laughs> as i said i love that you're applying the words jammies because guess what? Now you're four month old. She knows what jammies means already. Does she say it to you? No, but she understands it. That's the yeah. difference between receptive and expressive. Receptive is understanding it. Re expressive is being able to say it. They have to understand it before they can say it. So talk, you're always wanting to talk. You're yeah. always wanting to, um, if, you know, if your toddler is at the point where they are talking or where you're one, you're one and a half year old, and they give you one word, you're going to model back two words, as I said. So if they said ball, maybe you model back blue ball, okay? Mm -hmm. If they say blue ball, you can say more blue ball. Mm -hmm. So you show them and model how you add one more word on. So and that's it's how you all teach them how to build sentences. And all right, that. exactly, exactly, exactly. So it's all about talking and mm -hmm. talking um, in, the, in all different ways, singing. I, I make, up song, make up songs all the time. This is the way we wash your arm, wash your arm, wash your arm. That's how my son learned a lot of his body parts yeah. because we were in the bath and we just said, this is the way we wash your leg. And we would sing about it. And then I would say, this is the way we wash your. <laughs> I pause and then yeah. he fills in the word leg. Ah. So now it's become an interactive engagement. I'm just not just singing to him. We're okay. singing together. That makes sense. So, I sing to my kids the 80s because that's my favorite, my yes. favorite kind of music. So my kids are going to grow up loving the 80s like I did because my mom sang that to me. <laughs> there you go. So pause before that last word yeah. and they'll be able to fill it in. And then you'll shock everybody how your kids can fill in, you know, all your 80s songs, which I love as well, right? Like party tricks with kids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what are some signs that a mother could, should kind of watch out for in case they feel the baby is not communicating accordingly? If your child isn't cooing, if you're not hearing any sounds at maybe two, three, four months, I would just kind of like take note of it. You're not going to like go rush somewhere right now, but that's a note to take. If you're not seeing cooing is, you know, kind of more like vowels. Ah, ooh. Babbling is putting sounds together. And we're going to start to see that maybe about six or seven months. Okay. So if you're not seeing any of that, if maybe about nine, 10, 11 months, they're not responding to their name. That meaning that, you know, they, they turn to These look at you or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so when should they be saying their first words? Their first words around 12 months. Oh, okay. Okay. It's, and again, there's a range always, right? Mm -hmm. But around 12 months is when we like to say they should have anywhere from about one to five words. Okay. That's and good. it doesn't need to be pronounced accurately. Okay. Because that's, that's, the, that's the difference. There's a difference between speech and language. Speech is the production of the word, how it's produced. Dog, 
-hmm. The language is the, is the word itself. So if every time your child sees a dog, they say Bobo, mm -hmm. their word for dog is Bobo. So that's their language if we're counting like how many vocabulary words they have, but it's not pronounced correctly. That's the speech part. Okay. So when we're talking about vocabulary, about one to five words around 12 months, that is ba for ball. Mm -hmm. not, not without the L at the end, but that's their word for it. Mama, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So they don't necessarily have to say it correctly, but the fact that they say it and they understand what, they correlate it towards something. Yeah, that it has meaning and that it's consistent in the way that it's pronounced. It's not Bobo one time, Boba one time, that, you know, that even if it's not pronounced correctly, it's pronounced consistently. That makes a lot of sense. So what right. are some activities that mothers can do with their babies? I know we've gone through some already. Some of them I've mentioned already is that you want to increase eye contact by holding things up by your eye. You want to get imitation of actions. So maybe if you stick your tongue out, you know, see if your baby sticks their tongue out. In fact, a two-day-year-old, some two-day two-day-year-old babies mm -hmm. can imitate sticking their tongue out. We want to captivate on that idea of imitation of actions because the more they understand to imitate actions, yeah. then they begin to understand how to imitate sounds and words for talking. So we want to be able to have them, you know, can they imitate, you know, different actions? I sometimes take two balls together and bang them together. Okay, can they imitate that? And then once I stop banging them together and I change, can they copy me and mm -hmm. copy my action of doing something else? And I usually go bang, bang, bang. I add a word to it. So all of these strategies that I'm talking about are really wonderful because they're not taking extra time in your day. I'm not saying to you, I want you to find 10, 15 minutes, you know, twice a day and use these strategies. Yeah, this is already this is in the, the time that you're interacting. This is already, you're diapering, you're bathing, you're feeding, yeah. you're nursing, you're reading, you're yep. singing, you're already doing these things. Mm -hmm. So you're just going to integrate my strategies yeah. into what you're already doing. And that's why I say, you're turning everyday experiences into brighter beginnings. Yeah. You're doing what you're already doing, but applying my strategies to make that experience literally brighter because it helps brain connections. And the more brain connections, the brighter your child becomes. Yep. And it helps connecting and the bonding and enrichment that's so important to try and connect with your baby early on so they have a safe attachment, which helps them feel more confident as they grow as a person. Of course. Um, so all of this starts so young on what we can really do to affect a child for the rest yeah. of their life, if you yeah. think about it. Yeah. Agreed. I really love it. Thank you so much, literally, for all of this information. This is Absolutely amazing. And we're going to link you up so that our listeners listen and find you um, on all on everything on this podcast. So make sure you guys check it out. We only have a minute left. So Michelle, I have one more important question. This wouldn't be the Boss Babies in Bottles podcast if I did not ask you your favorite bottle slash drink. <laughs> uh, root beer. Root beer. Yep. That's root my beer. brother's too. Yeah. 
and I, and I really do diet root beer now, but yeah. 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 Well, makes sense. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again so much, Michelle, for being on today's podcast. I really appreciate it and teaching us all those amazing things. Guys, make sure to check her out. It is absolutely amazing information. Again, Michelle, thank you. I'll see you ladies on the next one. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I cannot wait to chat with you guys soon. So make sure if you haven't already, subscribe to our next episode and follow my craziness on Instagram at ebjevents and at canal.twins. I promise you, something's always happening.